0: Hi, I'm Katie Shepard, and I'm Carissa Kane. and we are the co-directors of Unmasked Ministries. Unmasked Ministries is a healing prayer ministry that equips the saints to walk in the freedom of Christ. This is our podcast. Are you ready to be
1: unmasked? Welcome, everyone. Today we are going to talk about accident, shock, and trauma. And something that we wanted to kind of um, discuss before we really jump into it is kind of wrapping up all of the topics that we have talked about so far and how they all can be connected and can be related based on one circumstance or one event that may have happened in your life Mm -hmm. most of the time it comes from this very topic of accident shock and trauma when you experience a level of trauma Mm Unforgiveness can come in, bitter judgments can come in, some ungodly soul ties can come in, and then this this eagerness and this, um, I've got to control my life because at this one point in time, I felt like my life was out of control. So all these things can come from one event. Um, from accident shock and trauma. Mm-hmm. So we we want to kind of come from that perspective and then we'll talk a little bit more about experiences um, and how you can experience shock and trauma in different levels, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So before we jump in and
0: start really talking about it, I just want our listeners to know that this is coming from a biblical perspective. We are not counselors. We're not coming from that perspective, more so what we've seen in scriptures, what we've seen in prayer ministry sessions, also knowing and understanding that people experience traumatic things in different ways. It doesn't make one person wrong for the way they experience it, and we'll get into why that is, but just realize when you're walking with someone through a traumatic event, how they experienced it and how you experienced it might be completely different, but it's not wrong. And again, we'll explain that a right. little bit and more. There's,
1: and there's levels of this, right? So like, and the Lord is going to be gracious to you and he's going to be gentle because he cares about your healing. He cares about your heart. And so there's a level of preparedness that needs to take place before he can just redeem you in its fullness. So like, if you're in a season where God is having you focus on your thoughts, your judgments towards others, unforgiveness. Um, then that's where you are right now. But at a later time in life, he might actually show you that Mm -hmm. there is a physical aspect that's associated with this trauma. And so now he wants to focus on these elements and healing will start taking place here. So this isn't like a a fix all method. Like this is going to take time and just to be patient and to lean into the process and ultimately release it to the Lord and trust that he is a good father, that he loves you and that he will heal you.
0: Yeah. And Carissa, that's a great point because something we talk a lot about in inner healing is that what happens to one part of us is going to affect us and the other parts because we're connected spirit, soul, and body. So a lot of times with accidents or even shock or trauma, we think, oh, I've experienced that externally, but internally you have as well. And so I just want to read this scripture from Isaiah 61. It says this, it's verse one, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. And the reason I'm reading this is because that word brokenhearted, the Mm -hmm. first time broken was used, in the Old Testament was when it was referring to how Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments and he saw that they were worshiping the calf and what did he do? He Mm -hmm. threw the tablet on the ground and it literally broke and shattered into pieces. And so that's what that word there, broken, means, shattered to pieces. And then you can see in scripture when it refers to the heart, a lot of times it's referring to the inner man. And so it's saying our inner man can actually be shattered into pieces. And that can be from accidents that we have, um, shocking events that we experience or even hear about. Like we might have not seen it with our own eyes, but sometimes there's a level of trauma that can happen by just hearing it. Um, And I think the word trauma has been misused so many times that people think, oh, that's dramatic. Like I wouldn't say that I was traumatized by it. However, like don't suppress that right there might be a real a realness to what you experienced, but because people have defiled that word or misused it, you're just kind of setting it off and acting like everything that happened wasn't quote unquote that big of a deal yeah but if you take time to search that out with the Lord, you see, man, that really did shatter me inside, and that's okay to admit right
1: And I'm about to reveal my age right now, but the listeners um, who who experienced nine eleven um, this is a perfect example of the different levels of trauma and how it can affect um, All of us differently on how we experienced it. So you have those that were there um, Whether they were the first responders the police officers Passer on the street or those that were actually in the Twin Towers, you know That is first-hand trauma that they've experienced and you have the second-hand Trauma, um, where it's maybe you're a relative of one of those people that experienced it hand on, hands on, or a friend. Mm-hmm. You know someone that's close, and so you can actually experience a level of trauma because someone you loved experienced something so traumatic. And then the third is somebody that's just watching. So like all of all of the people that were watching on TV for hours and for days, watching the Twin Towers just burn and then fall to the ground and then hearing the stories for like months to years later about all the traumatic things that were happening during that time, there's a level of trauma that can come in. My grandmother used to fly Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, She lived in New York for several years, so uh, two of her children are still in New York, and um, we were in Missouri, and after 9-11, she has refused to get on an airplane because from her, the airplane is no longer safe. So there's a level of trauma there just because of the event that she witnessed, even though she knew no one that actually went through it. Mm -hmm. So these are just like the different levels. So like Katie said, don't ever excuse that word trauma or think that you're being dramatic. There are different levels of trauma and you don't want to ignore it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's helpful too. When you're walking alongside someone, like say you're married and you're married to someone who was sexually abused when they're younger. They might get triggered by something, and you could think, "Well, what in the world is going on here?" Realize that you're now considered. There's primary victims, there's secondary victims, and then there's peripheral victims mm-hmm. with trauma, yeah. right? And that's what Carissa just explained. Primary is pretty self-explanatory. Those are that would be like the wife that I just explained. Um, she is the one that maybe experienced the sexual abuse, but her husband is now a secondary. Victim if you will because he's walking alongside now that he's married to her okay. She's gonna have to she's going through different triggers and stuff like that So but then there's peripheral right they yeah. just see on the outside like referring back to 9-11 Those are the people that just watched on the TV. Yeah. They have a different level of trauma that they've experienced it It might not be as hard. Yeah, so um I think what is important, too, for people to understand when you're de- when you're praying for someone who's experienced trauma, don't just pray for the symptom. So a lot of times we want to pray for the symptom, right? Someone comes up, their neck is hurting, and we want to pray immediately for healing. When you're walking mm-hmm. and abiding in the Spirit, it's like, okay, Lord, like what do you want me to pray for now? And it may be this person got into an accident. Well, tell me how you got into the accident. This is a real life story, by the Mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the woman goes, oh, well, it was a few years ago. I was actually on my way to um, go have an affair. And I got into the accident. And so it wasn't until this lady repented of that that she then received healing for her neck. And so please hear me out. Don't get your, your feathers ruffled right now. Mm-hmm. Not every physical thing is something that is like that, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to be slow to just pray for the symptom. And this is why it's, we're all connected, right? So something may be surfacing in the physical realm, but maybe there's something deep, deep in their human spirit that they need to repent of, that they need to walk through forgiveness mm-hmm. with someone about, or maybe it's a bitter judgment. I don't
1: know. I mean, that's where that verse of don't be quick to lay hands on someone comes from. Cause it's like, you don't know what they've been walking in and you may be praying for physical healing. And the Lord has no intention of doing it right then and there because Mm -hmm. he does care more about our heart than he does about the physical aspect. Not saying he doesn't care Mm -hmm. about the physical body because it is a part of us, but he cares more about man's heart Mm -hmm. than he does about anything else. And so he wants to reach your heart and then everything else will fall into place. Mm -hmm. That's not a promise that you'll have physical healing, but you'll have joy because the Lord will have your heart and there's and there is a healing element that comes from that Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah we have all been uniquely designed right and put together in our mother's womb and we all have this thing called an elastic limit in our human spirit so referring to a rubber band when you stretch a rubber band it usually goes back to its normal form unless you stretch it past its elastic limit and it can break right that can happen inside of us where we're stretched past the elastic limit and we all have different elastic limits that's why like when you grow up in a household with siblings some siblings come out you know, as adults, and they're like, I had a great childhood, but then other siblings are like, oh, it's terrible. You just have a different elastic limit. It doesn't make one right or wrong, right? Right. The cool thing is, though, is unlike the rubber band, we have Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he, just like I read in Isaiah, like he came to heal the brokenhearted and bind up their wounds, right? So there's that promise with Jesus that if we if we desire that and we position ourselves For Holy Spirit to come and move and really heal those deep, deep places, it's powerful. And He can mend things that we never thought could be mended. Very, very traumatic things that people have been through, you know, Mm -hmm. that we've gotten to pray into. And we've even been shocked. Wow, Holy Spirit, look at what you did today. This person never thought they were going to be able to move past this. But because they positioned themselves... Holy Spirit came and moved and just healed in mighty ways that they never thought.
1: Right. That elastic rubber band is a great, great example um, to something that I experienced when I had first moved here, Um, the job that I was at, I experienced what is now considered in the psychology world, mobbing of the workplace. Um, Actually Dr. Vintsel at Palm Beach Atlantic University did his dissertation on this and while I was going through, I was also in grad school and so I was letting him know some of the stressors that I was dealing with and he was like, I have my dissertation for you, I want you to read this. And so it initially was more intended for pastors in the church of how if the pastor and the elders or even not even just the elders but even the congregation doesn't agree with something that the pastor has said or done they can literally turn on the pastor and mob them out in a way that is so detrimental to them that it alters their life whether that is ruins their marriage ruins their relationship with their child and ultimately them leaving the church um, and so it's it's such a nasty thing that we are seeing in the church and he felt like there was a real need to get this out there, especially to be a counselor for pastors, but that doesn't limit just the church, it's in the world too. And I was experiencing this in my workplace and not to go into the details of what was really going on, but basically there was this one particular person that did not want me there. They saw me as a threat um, because our boss had made a comment about promoting me into a leadership role and that was what she wanted. And ultimately, she got a band of other people in the workplace, and they were just harassing me in such a way that was hidden. But I knew what was going on, and it made me feel crazy. And it was a level of trauma that I had, I thought, I had never experienced before. I was sick, I was having um, like ulcer symptoms in my body. Like, my husband took me to um, urgent care. The following night, I had like extreme pain for like three hours and um, get there and they're like, there's nothing wrong with you. There's Mm -hmm. nothing there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Like, I I mean, something was happening. Mm -hmm. That pain was like coming from nowhere and sitting with the Lord, he was revealing you are anxious and you are stressed Mm -hmm. and stress throws the body into shock. And so my body was in shock Mm -hmm. and it was manifesting outwardly. And so it got to a point where I was so depleted that I actually took a neurotransmitter test um, because I was curious what is going on inside my body. And my professor who administered the test for me pulled me aside after class one day and was like, you are on the brink of a nervous breakdown. This is what I see in my um, clients that have served Across seas that are experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder, he's like, I don't know what is causing this stress in you, but you need to remove yourself from the environment, or you will end up in the hospital. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear because mm-hmm. now I have tangible evidence mm-hmm. that there was it wasn't all just in my head yeah. that my physical body was actually being harmed. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't leave the workplace, but I changed, I switched departments and I took that time to really just like sit with the Lord. And he started to reveal that I actually had experienced a level of this in college. So he took me back to that place of like, you need to walk through forgiveness mm-hmm. with these with these three ladies and you need to repent because you entered in to it and then you acted out in it as well. So now coming in with this current situation, I was being triggered. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually more harmful Because I had experienced it before. So there was like this level of trauma and my body was going into shock Mm -hmm. because of it. So it was like I was reaching my elastic limit and I was about to break.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that you mentioned repentance. I know this is so hard to even think about for some people when something so traumatic has happened to you to think about, well, what do I need to even repent of? But usually there is some level of repentance that happens. You know, even if it is just, man, I've been
1: harboring unforgiveness towards these people. Lord, forgive me for that. Or I believe these lies that were said to me and Mm -hmm. then I moved in this false identity.
0: Yeah. So that's not blaming you, right? No. For what happened to you? No. It's not.
1: But it's owning your part in it you know, afterwards. And something I love to tell people, repentance isn't necessarily coming to a place of like, I was wrong. Yes, that is a level of it. But really what what you're doing when you repent is you're coming into agreement with the Lord and what the word says about you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with trauma victims, I'm like, is there anything that the Holy Spirit is, you know, pressing upon you that you need to repent of? And something that those, the ones where it's like, there really was a level of victim that mm-hmm. took place. They'll say, I believed this about myself. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, they'll name it. And I'm like, there's a level of you stepped out of this ungodly identity and this ungodly belief about who God sees you because of the trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there's that, that level alone of repentance is needed because yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't believe that just out of a whim It's because right. so-and-so did this to me. That's why I believed it. But it's, but you chose to believe it. Yeah. And so I'm coming against the enemy right now. And I'm coming into agreement with the Lord. And what the word says about me, that's what I'm repenting of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's really good. And as we were even talking about this, realizing, okay, you guys have heard me, the listeners have heard me talk about how my cousin was murdered. Mm-hmm. And so I talked about that on the forgiveness episode and maybe one other one I couldn't mm-hmm. I can't remember, but obviously hearing that a family member has been murdered, that is very, very traumatizing. Yeah. So you were referring to triggers that that you had. Yep. For me, when I heard that news, I was in complete shock. I remember my friend Abby at the time driving me around because I I just was sitting in her car, not saying anything, just staring ahead. I was in complete shock that he had been murdered. I remember for a while after getting phone calls from my family members, if they called me more than you know once, I immediately thought someone was dead, had died. Mm-hmm. And so that th- those were all things that at a later period in my life, I had to then ask the Lord to remove the shock, trauma, fear, and terror off of every bit of part of my being, my spirit, soul, and body, because it had affected each part of it. And I think a lot of times when people see uh, something happening in our physical, they tend to the physical and you go to physical therapy or, or even like in your soul, like you'll go to counseling, but the spirit is so neglected at times. And so we can sit limping around in our inner being. And until those things are dealt with, we're not going to be walking in the freedom of Christ. And so I had to go through the fullness of that, walking through forgiveness, walking through judgments, repentance on my own end, right. and then receiving healing you know, from the shock and trauma. So that that's
1: a really important um, step for people to realize as well. Yeah, I think that's really good about the triggers, like just recognizing um, when there is an element of a physical shock, like what are those triggers? Like what were you currently experiencing in that moment and then every time that situation happens or like you it was the phone ringing um it took you back to that place so even coming under like repentance of the fear like i've i've allowed fear to come in because god doesn't give us a spirit of fear and so ultimately like lord i release this to you and i want to come under your lordship and not be terrified every time my phone rings Mm -hmm. like ultimately you're releasing yourself not to be tied to your phone, or shaming yourself for not answering your phone in a timely fashion if there actually was something wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, because then people can start to shame themselves and blame themselves, and that's just a vicious cycle. Depression can set in, like, Mm -hmm. and then you're just in this vicious cycle. So I think that's really good, like, to even consider when you're processing trauma of, like, what are my triggers? Mm-hmm. What was going on during that time? What was I listening to? What was I watching? What was, what was going on? And does that still affect me today? Do I still find myself at some level? It may not be as a severe level, mm-hmm. but at some level going back to that place. Or does that trigger control me somehow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Where it's like, I can't let calls go to my voicemail. I have to answer mm-hmm. it in case it's an emergency. Yeah. That's a level of something's controlling you.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think it's so important for us in general to be self-aware Yeah, and slow down. Life can be so busy, and so those things may be happening, but we just move on to the next thing, right? Just get over it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like we need to learn how to slow down and, and be able to ask ourselves that question with Holy Spirit. Okay, Holy Spirit, why did I respond? like that and really dig deep you guys don't have to wait until you get to the inner healing room Mm. the holy spirit is inside of you and community is so so important that's why it's good for you to have other brothers and sisters around you that are even able to say hey katie i noticed that you have you struggle when you're in groups of people you kind of retreat you kind of pull back what's going on here you know that's not like you what you know are you being triggered by something
1: community is so important yeah because sometimes we're not even aware Mm -hmm. so it's like how can we be aware of something that we don't even know exists and so when you're in community and somebody does see that you're kind of acting out of character they can be like hey is there something going on and even sometimes that question alone be like oh Cause you to sit back and think about is there something what's going on right now like why did that is unlike me you know yeah. just having that that accountability mm-hmm. if you will and even um having people pray for you yeah because there is there is such a power in prayer mm-hmm. and, and like when people are praying for me i can literally feel oh yeah feel like i might not have answers mm-hmm. but there's a piece of knowing i'm okay mm-hmm. and i'm safe yeah and really that's i want to be loved I want to be safe. Yeah. Those are the two things that most of us want, is yeah. love and safety. And so prayer can give you that security. Yeah, and that love.
0: I'm even thinking about um I think I referenced this in another podcast. I'm not sure, but Elijah, right, when he fled from Jezebel. Mm-hmm. That's who okay. Um he's sitting by the tree, right? He's running from her. He's walking in fear. And the Lord had given him the food and water right before he ministered to him. And then you see Job's friends sitting with Job as he's like mourning. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important for people to understand when you're walking alongside someone who's dealing with a traumatic moment um, or experience, sometimes what they need especially at the very beginning is for you to just be there to yeah. be a presence you know to just sit with them yeah to feed them give them water yeah. like those, those essential needs not necessarily I uh, I don't mean to say this in the wrong way but like throwing scripture on them yeah. right away yeah. you know they just need someone to hold them they just need the
1: presence and that reminds me of like that initial um when I was in the hospital after just losing Kenyon and. I like people were reaching out like crazy and I understand their heart. So there was no like bitterness or judgments on them or anything like that. What do you need? I'll do whatever you need. And I'm like, I don't know what I need right now. Like I am so one, I'm in shock. I'm so angry and in disbelief. I was really in disbelief for a really long time. Um, and it's and so people asking like what do you need? I don't know what I need. Mm-hmm. But but you Katie when you reached out you were like all you said was like if I could just come into the hospital bed I would just cuddle you and just hold you. And I'm like honestly that is what I wanted. And unfortunately I couldn't get that cuz covid restrictions. But that that is And I didn't know that's what I wanted until it was said Mm -hmm. of like, I just want to be held right now. Mm -hmm. That's all I want, you know? And so I think that's important because I know that we can be really awkward Mm -hmm. and not know how to approach. You just don't know what to say. Or how to approach someone that's going Mm -hmm. through something really hard. And it's like, I I want to do something for you that's so grand Mm -hmm. because I'm just, I'm feeling for you, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do the wrong thing. And it's like. We, we put too much thought into it. We just need to be there. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes just show up with some food and then just sit with them. Don't even have an agenda. You don't need to talk to them. Yeah. Just sit there. Yeah, we could be religious, right, at times. Yeah. Like, I need to
0: give this Bible verse or I need to
1: pray this prayer.
0: But you know what, or Jesus... word. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> fellowshiped with people too, you know? So it's like, just move with the Spirit. You know, don't feel this weight of this is what this looks like to walk with someone in this. Yeah. But you know what, I was laughing mm-hmm. because... A year later, this is like a couple months ago, but a year after you lose Kenyon, and I say that to you, you actually did that to me in church. Yeah. (laughs) Where I was going through something traumatic, and I just lost it, and she wrapped her her arms around me and held me, and I, again... I didn't know I needed that but that was such a release for me Mm -hmm. and to be able to be in the body of Christ and receive that like that that's why God wants us to be in community right yeah it's his presence in the fleshly form right and so when you guys if you're walking through something traumatic I just highly encourage you to get plugged in at church to have community surround you don't isolate yourself you can experience healing by just walking in community
1: yeah Katie that's really good Um, I think we should just close in prayer and something that has been kind of on my heart recently specifically for this episode is to pray specific and to get specific in prayer for healing the body from shock and trauma for any of the listeners that may be triggered right now or maybe you have gone through some sort of trauma and you're experiencing something in your body right now Um, I just want to pray for you and I just pray that Holy Spirit will reveal not only what's in your heart and the things that you need to walk through but also experiencing his healing power through the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord Jesus, I just ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would remove all natural shock, trauma, fear, and terror out of all the cells of the listener's body, all the organs of their body, the muscles, the ligaments, the tendons, the joints, bones and bone marrow, the nervous system, from the stem of the brain to the nerve endings. I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would pour your oil of healing through the nervous system. I also ask, Lord Jesus, that you would receive all the silent screams from the lungs and the throats, and I ask, Lord Jesus, that you would turn off that fight and flight response within their body. Lord Jesus, I ask by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would remove all natural shock, trauma, fear, and terror off the mind, on the conscious, unconscious, and subconscious levels. I also ask that you remove any night terrors or nightmares that are coming in in the night and preventing sleepless nights. Off of all the non-cognitive and preverbal memories, that you would bring healing and deliverance, Lord Jesus, to the brain and all of the limbic system, that you would heal the alarm systems, that you would bring all of the brain and the central nervous system to their natural homeostasis, that you would establish new neurological connections to the brain's joy center, that you would remove all shock, trauma, fear, and terror off their emotions, will, and spirit. And we bind down the enemy in Jesus' name of having any influence in these areas while you are moving that you would fill the cells with your peace, love, and joy, that you would bring the body to a place of healing rest, that you would turn off your hypervigilance as you, Lord Jesus, and your angels stand guard over them day and night, that you would now fill their whole being with your abiding peace and comfort. I ask all this in Jesus' name, but also, Lord, I ask that you open up the lungs and allow them to breathe I ask the chest to loosen in Jesus name. I command it to loosen in Jesus name. I ask that the rapid breathing slow down and the heart rate come to a normal beat. Lord, we thank you that we can come to you for healing in the spirit and in the soul, but also for the body, because you are a God who heals and you care and none of this was ever intended. This was not your will. But we pray that you get the glory, that whatever took place in their life becomes their ministry, and that you receive glory, and the enemy wishes that he never touched them, messed with them or their loved ones, because now he fears them for the move that they are doing for the kingdom and the magnitude of the people that they reach because of their trauma. Lord Jesus, we declare this in heavenly realms. Let me ask all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Well guys, we have our classes coming up March 18th. We would love to see you there. What's really awesome about our classes is that it's not just for people that attend bow down. We want to train and equip all the body, the big C church, to really be walking with these tools and helping other people receive healing as well. Um, So if you are interested in joining our classes, you can email unmasked at bowdownchurch.com. We're hoping to see you there. Thanks.